0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number twenty-four, the Jordan Howard episode of the PA Turn Pod. Uh, the quick run rundown right here. We'll, we will cover the NBA roundup from the Lillard news to the Sixers' three, I think, uh, straight wins on the road. Anyway, and the uh, Anthony Davis uh, coach killing rumors. Next, we'll revisit our full prediction in the NFL because Rob has nailed it since week one with one of his predictions. We will. Uh, it's a little teaser. That's what, that's what we call in the business here, a little tease for you. Uh, next, we'll review and preview the college football conference and playoff situation as my Alabama Crimson Tide are going to go all the way. And then we'll do the uh, NFL Week 13 debacle of a week it was review. And we'll preview the Thursday night football game between, I believe it is the Steelers and these bum Vikings. And then lastly, of course, our ones and L's. But first let's take a quick pause for our sponsors over at anchor.fm.
1: Hello everybody and welcome episode number 24 of the PA turn pod, the Jordan Howard and very briefly Darius Slay episode of the turn pod. Um, also, Bradley Fletcher, I think, was 24 for the Eagles. Uh, and the Mike Lieberthal episode.
0: <sighs> Mike Lieberthal, get out of here with that.
1: I'm Rob, joined as always by the guy who can't wait to get the plant-based COVID vaccine. Just like Kyrie Irving. With me is Joel Freedom. How are you? <laughs> I'm alive.
0: Work sucked all week, especially today, the cold day. We saw flurries. At work, I was like, nope, give me here. Marc Andre Flurry. Nah, I, I haven't kept up with uh soccer, so I don't know what teams <laughs> you playing for, but uh, it was not that kind of flurries or McDonald flurries, but
1: uh, I'm because the mean, ice cream machine's broken,
0: yeah, all the time, right? That's that's a gripe right there. Like, why well, have one just for you to say that's part of your job? They training. don't want to clean it,
1: they don't want to clean it, they, they, they want to get paid 15 dollars an hour. That's
0: another thing. These 24-hour McDonald's.
1: They, I mean, this is already my gripe already. We're touching on something we finished last episode with.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I go to these This'll 24 up, hours.
1: This makes up for us not having a mailbag. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Again, not to speak. Um, <laughs> I went to this 24-hour McDonald's. I'm like, all right, this is 24 hours. They have to have a Sunday machine at least open or McFlurry. Neither. And I was like, what? Uh, it's being cleaned right now. I'm like, how long would it take? Oh, no, it's not being used for the rest of the night. Like, oh, <laughs> It takes like, six oh.
1: hours to clean. It's like a dishwasher.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, all right, I'll let me get my order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want soda. So I'm like, oh, can I get it, OJ? Uh, We don't have it. I'm like, excuse me. What do you mean you don't have it? Um, we ran out. We're cleaning that as well. I'm like, what? Are they clean the oranges? So I said, don't give me nothing to drink at this point.
1: Don't charge me for a, a full meal then.
0: But yeah, that's my great. McDonald's never on point.
1: You should have gotten a medium cup full of like, fries for my troubles but we're cleaning the fry machine actually oh my god that would, we're cleaning it, the grill we can only give you ketchup and napkins
0: the day that mcdonald tells me we can't give you fries because uh we're cleaning the you know the grease off of it and oh come on now you, you gotta, should be glad at least you guys still have plastic bags in, um in jersey uh, for the most part we we do but some
1: places they do the uh the paper bag they're starting to slowly phase them out here there was a Walmart near one of the, uh, one of the stores I work at uh, like right next to it in Philly that for a little while they still had bags. Then they had these like, these like kind of better like quality bags. They were charging 40 cents a bag. And then like a couple of weeks later they stopped doing that. And then they didn't have bags at all. I was like so confused. Luckily I have a bunch of bags in my car. This is like right around the time I was moving too. So like, we were still buying stuff for the house. So I went there when I dropped like a buck 40 on a bunch of random stuff. And I still had, I had bags in my car because they were for trash. So they, they didn't give me bags on the way out. So I just had all the items back in my cart. So I got to my car and I, I got the bags out of my car and just put all the stuff into like supermarket bags like I had. So hoarding all those little plastic bags is going to come in handy. Cause it, you guys still have them there. We're really slow, like quickly getting rid of them in Philly. Um, I have like a bunch. I wouldn't even say
0: bunch. I probably have like three or four reusable bags and I'll carry those and if I forget, I'm like, fuck. Then we have to go to the checkout yeah. line. And since we do have plastic, it's just a pain in the ass to put the plastic in. Yeah. But then some of them like Acme As you're checking out, they'll say, How many plastic bags have you yeah. used?
1: Five below does that too.
0: Thing is, it's an attendant there and it's Walmart. They don't keep you on they, you know, they don't give a shit. They're like like getting paid like $18 an hour just to just say, yeah. you know, make sure you don't seal, but they don't give a shit. <laughs> and they but still Acme, can't figure that out. But Acme, they'll do that too. Especially if you go to an actual cashier, they'll put that and they'll tax it on. It's like a couple
1: cents per bag. Yeah, it's like 10 cents a bag.
0: That same thing for the dollar tree too. Do you want a bag, it'll be like 10 cents. I was like, excuse me? No, I don't have that. I literally have what I need. I don't need a bag. Um,
1: that you can charge there's, a, it for. there's a Rite Aid. So I, I live like pretty much right on the outskirts of Philly, like right between Philly and Ben Salem. And there's a there's a Rite Aid around the corner from my house. First of all, there's a there's a Wawa next to it. The Wawa doesn't do plastic bags at all. They don't have any bags. And then the uh the right A next to it does like the paper bags, kind of like the old supermarket bags. Mm. So you go there and you get like your your shaving cream and like a bag of chips and they throw it in a, like this massive paper bag. <laughs> you almost feel embarrassed to walk out with it. <laughs> um, um so the Target actually doesn't charge it them here. Really? Um so th- there's a Target in the Chamonix that I go to, a Target in and uh, two targets in Philly that I can go to. And, the one in Abington. And I don't know about the one in Abington. They might still have some plastic, but they have like the fabric bags and they don't charge it for them. I try not to be greedy with them because I'm never going to use them again. So I try mm-hmm. to shove as much crap into a bag as I can, but it's cool if they don't charge them.
0: One of the Wawa's down, I want to say in Williamstown, New Jersey. I go there frequently because it's on the way to work and it's like a good halfway point for me to be like, all right, yeah. halfway to work. Let's do this. Let me reset, get gas, and get food, and then go back to to work. Well, for a minute, at least a solid three-week span, they took away the plastic bags, and they would just give you paper bag. And, dude, there was, without fail, remember, I go there five days a week. I'm a regular at that Wawa. Without fail, people would, like, order, like, hoagies and whatnot, and they will shove it in these paper bags. And it would rip the moment the customer would pick it up. <laughs> like, it, without fail. You just see food hit the ground every time. It, without like practical fail. practical
1: joker skit.
0: Yeah, and it's like, do you have a bag? I'm like, no. So they give you uh, another brown bag? But that doesn't work because the brown bag is as big as the first one. So you can't really fit it. You have to take out stuff to put it into another brown bag. And then guess what? It rips again. You have to cradle it like a baby out the store so it doesn't rip. Even if you have the one hoagie, it's that uh, cheap and reusable, I guess, because it's plant-based and all that shit.
1: I get customers at work every once in a while. Like they, If they're not buying a ton of stuff, I'll ask them if they want a bag. Cause I figure I'll, I'll save them because we do have to pay for the bags. Mm-hmm. We do anyway on the back end, but the customers don't. Okay. But I'll like, go, hey, do you need a bag? How much are they? <laughs> exactly. That's they're they're, they're like- free. That's how bad it is. We pay $16 to get like 250 of them. You don't have to pay us anything. But that's just yeah. uh, that's direction we're headed at this point.
0: That's where you say you've already done enough. You already spent a good amount of money.
1: $14.99. <laughs> and it's reusable. Oh, my God. Oh, that's not bad. You can, yeah, because you can use it as a, a trash bag in your bathroom. <laughs> just like the rest of us do.
0: And another thing that they're trying to phase out is
1: straws, too. I just oh, realized. Listen. Oh shit, here's his. We could drink. do a whole we could do a whole episode on this. I forget where I was. Um that's a good start. Where was I? They gave me one of those fucking paper straws. Oh, dude. Dude, the second the tip gets, wow, jeez. The second the second at the end gets like a little bit of moisture on it, it just becomes completely useless. That's what she said.
0: Where was I? Man, he had a good ass time. Probably had some vodka, some vodka. Okay. I don't know where I
1: was. I I, I mean, feel like it were, might have been um
0: You were that fucked up. Where the heck was it? You were at the redactants.
1: No, I wasn't at the redact. <laughs> they don't they don't have cups there. They just put the water in your hands and you gotta like drink it like a dog. Um I broke you. There we go. I've always wanted to do one of these solo. Joel just passed out from laughter. Um <laughs> So today we're going to touch on why Philadelphia is better than New Jersey, and why <laughs> New Jerseyans from South Jersey cannot pretend to be from Philly. So I don't know where Excuse I was, but so they gave me they gave me one of those paper straws Was it water. It was oh my god, dude! It was a disaster. I don't even enjoy myself. And <laughs> there was oh dude, there's a there's a pizza place I used to order from. Yeah, and if you got a milkshake, they would give you one of those freaking reusable paper straw things. Uh. And the milkshake, like the second the milkshake cut in there, which is like kind of like wet the entire straw in the end would just get so moist that like it wouldn't even be useful anymore. Total waste of time. The, the straw thing is ridiculous.
0: Well where I was going with it is instead of having it out there for you to pick, and now they change it from having you to pick it for to then for, for Wawa for the person to give it to you with the shake. Oh really? To now when you pick up your stuff, you have to ask for a straw. Exactly. So That's it like asking for a fork. Is it went from oh you can just like this the yeah, I remember the, they had like a little bit of utensils? Yeah. You can it went from that to all right, they'll give you the straw with the drink to when you get your drink, hey, can I get a straw? Cause that happened at the cashier. The girl in front of me was like, Hey, can I get a a couple of straws? And literally the cashier goes under the table. And puts up two straws and gives it to her. I'm like, where the fuck are the straws? Are you just hiding it? Like, what happened? That reminds
1: me. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, one of my friends who actually listened, maybe listens to the podcast, his name's Chris.
0: Shout um, out he to, went Chris. to a K.
1: Yeah, he, he went to a KFC. So in uh, in Northeast Philly, like near Five Points, there's a KFC and a Wendy's right next to each other. So my one friend and I went to the Wendy's. That's a good we're flex right there. Classy. And then my other friend, Chris, and someone else went to the, the KFC right next to it. Trash. And he, he's like a big ketchup guy. Ketchup. And he asked for ketchup and the lady gave him like one ketchup. he's like, can I have more ketchup please? And she's like, no. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't charge not, her. We're not giving any more ketchup. I'm surprised they didn't charge him. i surprised they <laughs> even <laughs> had it. That's nasty. <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah, they're going from that's that. Wild. That's, yeah, it's, a,
1: it's a crazy uh, yeah. world yeah What was right going now. downhill, by the way? So ever, ever since they started doing the, the 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 locations in uh what's it called jersey and fuck you and uh we had and, it first and florida they, they want the rolls to be the same so like they're flash frozen i'm pretty sure and then they have to re-bake them when they get to the store uh, before all the all the rolls were just delivered to locations and they were much fresher
0: yeah before philly invaded jersey and then Floridians. And then Jersey killed all the Philly citizens. Because <laughs> we're savages out here. Um, nah, come on out! Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're right. They're killing Jersey citizens. Um, Wawa's well, just gone downhill because they went more mainstream than they ever had before. And uh, then they're just, they basically have breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. They have bubble tea now. Boba?
1: Yeah. Really? Well,
0: I don't know about the Boba part, but they have bubble tea like legit, like the popping bubbles. Really? So that's what I order now, like a degenerate. I go to Wawa to get Why the hell
1: do you, it's like getting a burrito at Wawa.
0: That's like getting a salad at McDonald's. People do it. I'm one of those people. I don't order salad, but I'm just saying that's my correlation to that. Anyway, that's why it never dawned on me that I never got a straw. I just get the bubble tea and I just sip it.
1: Well, don't they (laughs) give you like the really wide ones?
0: I think they do, but I think I just like Mr. Never Wish, pick it they up. give
1: you like the straws of Mr. Wish are almost like a like huge.
0: I they probably do I just never notice it. I just grab it and go. And that's probably another reason why they don't give me straws. <laughs> I true. don't pick it up. But anyway, yeah, I keep I keep
1: straws in my car. I keep all that stuff in my car anyway.
0: I keep forks as a fact. Yeah, forks and I, knives. I, I mean forks. Not, yeah. Forks and napkins, I mean.
1: You know what? I only have napkins for sure. You know what I do anytime I go to Cordova because they have the napkins out? I just grab like 50 of them. I need to go to take them with me. Oh, dude.
0: There, oh, yeah. There's another period, too, that Wawa did some shit fucked things. <laughs> yeah, that sounded crazy.
1: <laughs> it's something like of Tourette's. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they took away the utensils as well
1: at one point. Stop it. They took away yeah. the condiments at the one near my 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 job. Yeah, that too. So, I have one across the street, like across county line. I'm in the suburbs for my job. It's not like there's a bunch of people out there stealing. And every time I go there and I want some ketchup, there's like no ketchup and no hot sauce. It's like there's plenty of relish and plenty of mayonnaise and fucking mustard, but there's no ketchup. Dude, it's like you have to buy a bottle of ketchup when you're there. Anybody who's anybody knows
0: you raid the utensils and napkins well Bawa. that's what we
1: used to do and crack so what i used to do you raid that um, shit so we got blackout curtains now at my house so i don't want to get up early enough in the morning but before when the light would come in i would wake up at six o'clock and i would just be up for an hour if i went to Wawa before work i would just take like 50 of the forks take them to work with me <laughs> and then throw them in uh, the little the little drawer underneath the desk yeah But uh, last Christmas, one of my coworkers got me a reusable utensil set for Christmas, and that was a game changer for me. Really? I don't even need to take utensils from Wawa anymore. Look at you. An elitist here. Yeah, I got one for your niece for her birthday, and she threw away the fork by mistake. So I reordered another one for her, and then she gave me the one without a fork. And I take (laughs) the one without a fork with me in my lunch bag. So now I'm eating like macaroni and cheese with a spoon all the time. Isn't that how you're supposed to eat it? Well, I mean, like, and, and random things also, like, um, like you know, I'm trying to think of stuff, man. Like, just random frozen meals or I'm eating with a with a spoon instead of a fork because I don't oh, have like a fork.
0: A, like a steak, like a hunger man steak? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you know, like, well, those things, easy to cut at least.
0: Dude. Speaking They're of listen. hungry men. Huh? Speaking of hungry men. Dude, the last time um, I've had this. I mean, for the listeners, you can't really watch the Zoom, but I'm holding a bottle, a five-ounce, whatever this is, of Cholula. It is the green pepper version. I I put this on some of the food earlier. Look at that. Look at that bottle. Right here. You see that? Yeah. That's how much I put. Delicious. A good, no. I think, a quarter of the bottle's gone already. See, Jesus, uh, almost dropped it. In as you dropped, well, uh,
1: three, four quarters of the bottle was gonna be gone. I would have um, sniffed it right off. the desk. Yeah, you would have, you would have fallen asleep. Um, well, us, us Cubans actually um, put <laughs> spices on our guy. food. We actually put um, seasoning on our food, so we don't need Cholula on everything. Um,
0: I suppose I so know, what? you Puerto what? Ricans are versus- doing.
1: <laughs> you, uh, you Puerto Ricans just put salt on everything, and then. You unseasoned I'm talupa.
0: What? Sure. Tilapia. That's talupa. What I'm going to say tilapia. Um, I fucked up. But anyway, so, long-winded. How are you doing today? <laughs> because I uh, went into my gripe immediately.
1: <laughs> doing much better now, actually. It's a good start to my day. It's 12 in the morning, so I'm actually up to a good start today. Jesus. It's um,
0: my Friday. Well, it's my Saturday. Really?
1: It's my, I don't even know. It, it's my third Monday. I don't know.
0: And I realized God today, knows the next time.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> I knew where you were going with that one. Uh I realized earlier today at work that uh we get our safety bonus Friday Ooh. along with our paycheck. And I was like, I get two checks on Friday and That's a safety bonus. Let's fucking go.
1: Yeah, I get um I have eighty hours of vacation. I just cashed out two uh, three quarters of them. So cause I haven't touched them this year. So last two checks, I'm definitely See, gonna be sitting pretty I,
0: I envy you guys who just go to work and have those vacation days, but regardless go to work. No i say i need a personal day i need a mental health day i'm taking i'm using my vacation days on a random saturday on a random tuesday yeah,
1: that's the that's the downside to running such a um, running such a tight ship where i am is when you need a day off it's like it's hard to find someone to cover it for you and if, if so if you can't get someone to cover for you there's not going to be anybody there so it kind of falls on you a little bit so i mean that's it's not the end know. of the world it's not i don't have like a stressful job by any means that's like the only um, downside of when you have very few employees. It's not like a uh, a dollar general where you have like six people working at any time. One person is not there. It doesn't really matter.
0: Or, or at a professional basketball team where uh, yes. the star player is 38 years old, I feel like, and is not playing yet. You have a plethora of young talent, not living up to the potential and you are the fall guy. And I am talking about one, Anthony Davis and Frank Vogel coach of the L.A. Lakers. See that transition? What a segue. What a I'm segue. You, we are pros at this. Episode one, we could never in our four-hour monologue.
1: Episode one, we were like, okay, we're done talking about football now. We are going to talk about basketball now.
0: Basketball is the sport where Michael Jordan basically put on the map. And then after that, we're going to do hockey. Um, it's a stick <laughs> and a black puck on ice. Redacted.
1: Yeah, so what's your take on uh, the whole Anthony Davis Frank Vogel thing? So LeBron obviously was out for a little while, um, oh, the COVID it. situation, which we touched on prior. Um, COVID though. Yeah, the um so, um so while Coach LeBron was out, they had an interim head coach by the name of Frank Vogel, who was running <laughs> the show because Coach LeBron was not allowed to be there. Uh, Vogel seems like he's going to be the fall guy there. I've never seen a team win a championship and then like a season and a half later, you know, kind of throw around the idea of um. A fire in the cover. Oh, you're shaking your head. It happened already. It, wasn't it Ty Lue or it oh, was right. The, Ty it Lue did. Well, he left on his own, didn't he? No, no, no. Ty Lue took over. Well, David Black got him there. That's and what then it they, was. they lost. And then uh, LeBron put Ty Lue in charge. David Black, And then they
0: won. Cause David Black was in charge of the team before LeBron got there. LeBron makes the move to go back to Cleveland. I believe.
1: Yeah. Well, that I think Blatt went work. the same time LeBron did. I think they got Blatt from overseas. Mm. And then Blatt was only there for, what, one year?
0: Yeah. And then year. Ty
1: Lee took over halfway through the second season of LeBron. And then from that point forward, then he had the fake heart issue. And then LeBron was really running the show. And then Ty Lee went to the um, the Clippers. where he's getting Clippers, slapped right? around by Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Another – Weird! Didn't Luke Walton just get fired?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah he get fired ago. like a
1: few weeks ago. Yeah, I
0: forgot he was in the league coaching.
1: No, I have. A, I do have a question for you. I mean, the Vogel thing is tough because like the Lakers are kind of in a weird spot. They're in the West. They have a bunch of old guys, um, a bunch How's of role weird? players, like How's it miss weird? Guys.
0: Bro? How's it weird? You well, are I mean, Frank Vogel. You are a coach. You're a, you're. I was gonna say Super Bowl winning coach, but you are an NBA championship leading coach, and you have Anthony Davis. What is 26, 27, yeah? Big man, that's all the skills. Pause. You have Russell Westbrook, who, dynamic player, but it's turnover poppy, but he's a dynamic player. I can't name anybody else on the team. And then you have LeBron, who's out. Well, that's the problem.
1: I mean, they have Kendrick Nunn, they have you know, all Whoop. these guys, DeAndre Jordan, they've DeAndre Jordan's corpse. Who, yeah, that <laughs> so, I mean, how much, how much does a coach really matter though? That's what because I'm saying. you've seen it here in Philly. I mean, I hate to use Philly as an example, but it's the only place that I watch every day. Brett Brown and Doc Rivers seem to have, quote-unquote, the same issues. Plays coming out of timeouts, finishing quarters, end of game. Like, none of this has changed since Doc took over. I feel like it's a player's league, and I feel like coaches are just there to kind of be there and be the fall guy because you can't trade your best player after a 10-game losing streak. You could fire the coach and bring in a new guy. But, uh, you know, you can't just trade a player.
0: I mean, true, but, like, and Davis is not playing well at all, yeah. and he refuses to play the five. You've talked about this in nauseam, yeah. And he's in it for himself in a way. And if he he should be dominating. If LeBron's not there, this is where you get your money's worth and go out there and ball out and be yeah. like the star. Like what what's going on here? I don't get it. Or Russell Westbrook takes over like he did in Oklahoma City when Harden See, and uh, Durant left. Just take over.
1: Well, I really thought they were going to be a good regular season team because of, you know, I thought Westbrook was the perfect regular. I said it. I think I even said this before. Westbrook is like a great regular season player. And when Anthony Davis is out with lingering issues, when LeBron is out with lingering issues, if he needs to rest, you have Westbrook who's going to play as many games as he possibly can, probably never slow down. And I thought this was going to be kind of what Westbrook would do. LeBron missed. I don't know how many games he missed, probably like a dozen or so, right? At and, least. Yeah, and then Westbrook, I thought, would step in, average, you know, 30, 10, and 10 with 11 turnovers. And he and Davis would figure it out. And it, they didn't. Now, is that even is that a personnel thing or is that a coaching thing?
0: I think that's a personnel thing.
1: I think so too. I mean, it's a weird team they have there. They have Rondo. Um, they don't have KCP anymore. They have um they don't have Kuzma. They, they don't don't have Kendrick Schroeder. Nunn. Yeah, they don't Schreuder. have Schroeder. They don't have it. those are two important pieces, too. And Montrez Harrell. Harrell wasn't Alex, exactly a great fit there. Alex
0: Caruso balling out in Chicago. Balling, yeah. out. he's comes off the bench and he's
1: balling. Yeah. Out, balling the, the turnover on LeBron teams is alarming. And probably why he hasn't won more championships because it's hard to really gel. Oh, my God. I mean, just, you saw it his first year in Cleveland. I mean, they bring in Kevin Love. Um, they Midseason, they bring in um, JR Smith and Dance with the Stars champion, Amon Schumbert. They bring in <laughs> Channing Frye the second year. They bring in R.J. the second year. I mean, it's hard to really cultivate a culture and you know chemistry when guys – there's so many moving pieces every single offseason and even For halfway sure. through the season too. So I yeah, think like, it's more a, a player thing. But, I mean, if is. you want to fire the coach – Who's going to take over for? I don't know who the assistant coaches are in L.A. I can isn't certainly find Kidd? out for you. Oh, yeah, you, I think you're right. It might be Jason Kidd.
0: And he's been speculated. Once Vogel got the, the the job, it was speculated that, oh, Jason Kidd is going to be the next one in line. Like, it's Wasn't Sunday. he
1: kind of rumored for the job?
0: Yeah, and then Frank Vogel. Like uh,
1: before Vogel got it?
0: Yeah. And I think, for me personally, I think it was because Jason Kidd isn't ready.
1: I mean, granted, he was... I think the Bucks, coach. Yeah, he was with the Bucks. They thought he was a perfect guy for Giannis because he was guard. a tall guard.
0: And then I uh, went to the Nets, but uh, it's a rebuilding. Yeah. Once you get, like you said, a bunch of new players in and working on a new system in a new place for a first-time head coach, it's going to be hard. Expectations high. So you throw in Vogel yeah. and see how that works, and then when it doesn't work, boom, you can axe him out and throw in kid with an already yeah. established
1: team. So looking at the roster right now for the Lakers, Kendrick Nunn was not there last year. Westbrook, Monk, Rondo, all not there last year. Um, Avery Bradley was not there last year, although he was there, I think, before. Um, Yeah, he was there in 19. I don't know who Austin Reeves is. That was a white guy. Trevor Ariza, he's been on every team at this point, wasn't there (laughs) last year. Kent Bazemore, not there last year. THT was. Wayne Ellington wasn't. Yeah, LeBron was was there. Mello wasn't. AD was. Uh, Dwight wasn't. DeAndre Jordan wasn't. And I don't know who Jay Huff is, but he definitely wasn't. So, I mean, like, that's five-sixths of your team that were not there last year. It, it does take time to kind of create, you know, a, you know, a chemistry, but at the same time, like, it's, I don't know.
0: I mean, I just wanted to touch on this because, like, I saw an NBA tonight where uh Charles Barkley just basically went went off on a rant and he basically called yeah. out Anthony Davis for not being the the all-star player that he should be, especially with LeBron now. This team should not be this bad just because a thirty-six year old LeBron James is not on the court. That says a lot about LeBron because he is obviously the best player in the world, arguably. And the most if MVP was an actual MVP award, it would be him, Duran Curry rotation, but most likely it would stay to LeBron because he gets on any team, they're an instant playoff championship. I don't know who's beeping outside, but knock it off because we are in the middle of a successful podcast right here. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, MVP race would be basically the LeBron award because he's that valuable to the team, but he's not (laughs) that valuable that once he's injured or out because of COVID, the team looks like absolute dog shit. Like Anthony Davis should step up, and that was the only reason like I wanted to bring him up, because I don't think Vogel should take the fall, but like you said, what, are you going to f- just release Davis?
1: Yeah, what are you going to move on to uh, a player? It is like refreshing, Vogel, though.
0: Vogel has to take the fall.
1: Unfortunately. it is. Yeah, it is refreshing, though, considering the last three years I've had to listen to Shaq and, and uh, Barkley complain about Embiid virtually every time the Sixers are on national TV. Yeah. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't take care of his body, and let me tell you something, he he, he needs to practice. No, it, it's nice to see them actually ripping into Anthony Davis for once. Yeah, they both were on the same page about that too. Yeah, they're usually pretty in line with their opinions when it comes to big guys because they just, they're, they're so, that the older guys also have, yeah, the older guys also have this thing where they want to protect them, their own legacies. Uh, so any big guy, they almost want to like diminish how good they truly are because they, they feel kind of threatened by them, which I think is a little bit of, what happened with Embiid because he's kind of just making things up about him. I remember two years ago, Reggie Miller was talking about how Embiid doesn't practice. And that was just like factually incorrect. Um, nonetheless, it's, it's, it's it's nice to finally see, uh, you know, those two ripping into Anthony Davis and while Embiid, Embiid might, meanwhile, is on, on a tear. So killing it, killing it. He's um,
0: been a blessing. I can't wait to go back to the Wells Fargo yeah. center
1: and see Embiid play. Um, did part- you see the picture of Zion Williamson? Dude, that was disturbing. <laughs> it was. Do, do you make anything of that, or do you think it was just an unflattering angle? Unflattering angle. I hope it was. And dude, not gonna lie,
0: I thought his face was swollen, but had to zoom in. He had a face mask on, like a. It, it looked like. I thought Fat it was Albert. His face. Yeah, I thought it was like Jesus. it looks terrifying.
1: Terrifying. Um, I I wonder if he wants out of uh the Bell of, uh, oh, New yeah. Orleans. Oh yeah. Um. So Damian Lillard, by the way. So it came out last week that Damian Lillard was more interested in playing alongside with redacted versus being traded for him. And then uh, that that the Blazers were going to be, you know, putting together a trade offer to Philadelphia centered around CJ McCollum, um, either Nasir Little or Anthony Simons at a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, Sixers have pretty much said, we're not interested in CJ McCollum. We don't want that guy. He sucks. Um, <laughs> Lillard did have a quote come out. He said, I'm not asking for a trade. My intentions are to be in Portland and to figure it out, which is admirable. Um, he feels like the last one left now that Westbrook left OKC a few years ago. Because uh, I, I didn't think he was ever going to leave. Lillard feels like the last star, because I don't think Beale's in the same category as him. Lillard feels like the last guy left that maybe could play a full season or a full career in one city. Obviously, Giannis, maybe, but he's also teased leaving. But Lillard young. Does, does seem pretty devoted to staying there. Uh, meanwhile, something came out on Bleacher Report a few days ago that uh-huh. said um, Lillard wanted to play alongside uh, 25, and 25 liked it. So, in between faking his mental health sessions, um, 25 is on Instagram, liking posts about himself. So interesting. But I mean, nothing that Portland has to offer Philly is really all that appetizing they need unless to they're read. offering picks. And the Sixers can use those picks to, you know, trade for an actual star.
0: I mean, as much as Philly wants an actual star, I think you got to get what you can take. And those are picks and uh, trade pieces and maybe an established bench. Or like at least a middle, like a Mario Chalmers. I'm not saying he's still in the league, but like someone of that nature that can give you some points and minutes on, on the court, you know, like you're not going to get a superstar from Portland if, you, you don't want McCollum and Dame. gonna stay. You're gonna need like a third or fourth team, multi gigantic mega yeah. deal that you basically get the star you want and maybe somebody else, while the other three get picks and players in return. You get who you want and maybe you know like a uh, Danny Green and Kawhi. That's what you yeah. get in return. Yeah, so, you ship out, redact it, and then the other two teams that are in the middle get picks and other uh players. Yeah. So it has to be something like that.
1: So I have kind of in the last over the, the ever since you know the the rumors really slowed down surrounding BS, I don't really think he's gonna get traded for a, you know a great player. I think you'll see him get moved for the capital that the Sixers will need in order to acquire a great player. For instance, I think if he goes to Portland, maybe they send two unprotected picks, a couple of pick swaps, and maybe a couple of young players, and then the Sixers have that all of a sudden stocked in the cupboard for a Bradley Beal, or you know, maybe they use some of that for a Malcolm Brogdon, or maybe you know, Malcolm this guy becomes Brogdon. available. This guy becomes available because the Pacers are Pacers are apparently open to trading anybody. Uh, Bradley Beal, by the way, says he's not ready to sign an extension with Washington just yet. I'm not going to make that grand commitment, and it doesn't work. Ultimately, you have to be selfish at some point. So he's starting to see that the the light may be, you know, the grass might be greener elsewhere. I still think sure. that he makes more sense to stay in Washington. I worry about him in a bigger market, but uh, I guess he might be. I guess the new target for the Sixers.
0: Oh, I'll leave Bradley Beal alone. He's balling out anyway. Washington doing pretty well. Kuzma's was taken over on that team anyway.
1: True. Sure. Uh, real quick. So this weekend the Sixers played. I believe it was uh, Friday. Yeah, they played Friday in Atlanta. Uh, this was, I think, I think the game had begun or was about to begin when we were recording.
0: I was. They, it was literally going to
1: start as we ended recording. So the Sixers came back from a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter. They held Atlanta to only nine points in the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid, I believe, at one point had like 10 consecutive points. Um, 28 and 12 for him. He was a plus 15. That was a really like a gut check victory. And then they followed it up the other night, Monday night, in Charlotte. I know Charlotte's not a great team, but Kelly Oubre kills the Sixers. Oubre had 35. Embiid had 43 and 15. He was actually three assists shy of a triple double. was 15 of 20. He was amazing. He scored I think 14 straight points for the Sixers in the uh, in the fourth and overtime. Closed that game out and then tonight um they finish off the uh the two game little series in uh Charlotte with another win, 110-106 and beat had 32 points Seth Curry at 23. Gordon Hayward had 31, Kelly Ray followed up his last one with 22 and 10. So, I mean, they have been, granted they're not playing, you know, the cream of the crop in the Eastern Conference, but they did play two pretty good teams, and it's tough to beat the same team twice in a row. But I don't know what your take on all this is, but it's very refreshing to see him be kind of building back up and also becoming, you know, that late game option that they desperately need. I'm just looking at
0: my uh, my ticket. <laughs> Tragic. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's big. It's big, especially like it's hard to beat um, the same team twice, back-to-back like that. And uh, they should be beating these teams. And this is a 500, subpar 500 team in Charlotte who's going to be hanging around for the playoffs. It's the Eastern Conference, so they will be in the playoffs eventually. And uh, it's good for be the uh, Get some minutes, fifteen of nineteen. That's what I like to see. I my big man getting to the yeah. rack, being aggressive,
1: And be efficient.
0: And Tobias Harris look like he has some a pulse out there with eighteen points. Curry is just, is just doing
1: cardio tonight.
0: Yeah, right. Curry out there doing some work. Um, I don't know if you got to see it, but uh, there's a clip I think from Barstool Philly. See, uh, it was like a a small clip, but it's like uh, Doc Rivers is tired of. To Tobias Harris and Tobias Harris had the ball and you see Doc in the background pointing it I guess like to a wide open Embiid but Harris ignores it and he's just like pump faking makes the shot misses it and then you see Doc lose all life and just have his head down and he's like what yeah. the fuck what are you doing
1: he's been increasingly uh, frustrated the last few games
0: but uh, I think it's a good positive I mean it didn't start well I forget where they went I think they went to Boston first on this road yeah trip. that was a
1: that was an ugly ugly game
0: yeah and then they bounce back beating uh the hawks every time you beat the hawks it's always a blessing because of what happened last season so every and time you did get, mention that good it should always it should be personal when you face the hawks and then take care of business back to back games in a short span against uh Charlotte to then turn around to be at home tomorrow they come home tonight they already landed in Philly by now to basically hosts, uh Spider and the Jazz, I believe. Utah Jazz coming into town. So that's not good, but uh, it's a good win. I like it.
1: Yeah. I'm moving on to the gridiron. Um, switching gears a little bit. The college football playoff is on the way. Alabama with a huge win over Georgia on this past Saturday. They have been vaulted up to the number one spot. Cincinnati winning the – the American championship. I believe they're the first AAC team to make the college football playoff. Hey. Uh, so Alabama will, will host Cincinnati. That's on December 31st in the cotton bowl. And then Michigan fresh off a big victory over Iowa Saturday night. They clinch the number two spot, Georgia coming off the loss to Bama moves to down the number three, two good matchups. That'll be on December 31st. That'll be the orange bowl. Um, So, that'll be interesting. Um, What are your predictions? I mean, we're going to obviously get closer and closer to that off the top of your head. If you had to pick one of the four teams right now to win the championship, who would it be? And why is it Alabama?
0: Because, like I said in the last episode, there's only four things in life that are guaranteed. Death, taxes, Brady in the Super Bowl, and Alabama winning in a big game. Um, I think it's all set up for Alabama. Like the road's right there. Feels like it's going to be another Bama-Georgia game. Georgia? No, I don't think so.
1: I think is going to be the blow the doors off Michigan.
0: I mean, yeah, I can see that actually.
1: Yeah, you're looking at a team that was oh, giving really up less than a touchdown a game. Uh, I mean, we'll break it down as we get closer to it. I, I, I just, I'm very excited to see Cincy in the Final Four.
0: That's the Cinderella dark horse.
1: Yeah. So sure. I. What I really want to see is, you know, your Power Five conferences. You should just the championship. The champion of your each of your Power Five conferences should get into the tournament. I think there should be eight teams, it either eight be. or twelve.
0: Let's just start with eight and then work our way up to twelve.
1: Even if it's six, or if you want to do seven, kind of like the NFL does, where number one gets a bye, I think your Power Five conference teams all should get in. So the SEC, the ACC. Big 10, Big 12, and Pac-12, the winner of each of those conferences should just get a a seed in the tournament. They have to be one through five. The committee can figure out the order. I don't care. And then the next three spots can either be a group of five teams or power five teams that just missed. So that's a chance where like a a Georgia or an Ohio State or, I don't know, Oklahoma, a team like that could get in Mm -hmm. that maybe didn't win its conference, but showed enough down the stretch. So that gives you the chance now for a team like Cincy to get in because the AAC champion doesn't have to fight with the ACC champion for a top four spot. They can get like the five, the six, or the seven, or the eight. I'm sorry, the six, the seven, the eight. So, I mean, I think that's the format I would like to see going forward, but I'm excited to see um, an AAC team in there. Cause Cincy definitely deserves to be in there. Granted, they didn't play in top schedule, but they blew the doors off everybody.
0: It's crazy that they had to play that game last week.
1: To yeah, to
0: get in yeah, to to get in when they should have been in to begin with, if it was yeah, a better yeah. format.
1: Yeah, Cincy, Michigan, and Georgia, all pretty much a loss would have killed them. Georgia, the fact that they lost to another another top four team helped. Yeah. but they were they were basically they would have been they would have been better off not playing. Like <laughs> if 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 the cards if the cards fell a certain way, I think if yeah. Cincy loses, Michigan loses had Georgia beaten Alabama, Notre Dame gets in without having to play a conference championship game. True. And Oklahoma State might be in this. And you're looking at Alabama, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. I'm sorry, you're looking at Georgia, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. Or I'm sorry, uh, Notre Dame, whoever. It's late. And you're looking (laughs) at four teams that are, you know, it's just chaotic. I think making an eight would give you it would incentivize winning your conference because now the the Big 12 champs are not in it the the Pac-12 champs are not in it and the ACC champs are not in this you got two big you get two teams from the same conference you got one group of five school and then only three power five schools so it's interesting
0: i mean college football In the playoff, when it gets down to this, the bowls and those playoffs, it's always rubbed me the wrong way for many years because of the system it was back then. It was like an anonymous computer thing, but we all knew it was rigged. Like how can Alabama, with two or three losses, jump Boise State, who was undefeated for like two, three straight seasons? That was the Kellen Moore days. Like that's always rubbed me the wrong way. Boise State never really got a number one slot. And when and they you remember did, when UCF was undefeated, too. Yeah, that, too. So that always rubbed me the wrong way with college football because they weren't big-name schools. It wasn't the sexy pick like a Michigan, Ohio State, Miami, uh Bama, of course. So it's all about a money grab, you know, what can sell, which I get, but that always rubbed me the wrong way with college. And that's why I didn't like that since he had to play that game last week to prove that they should be in the top four when they should damn well have been there to begin with. Yeah, it was they, a better format.
1: They definitely. It gives them at least a chance to play for a conference title, which they haven't won in a while. But
0: imagine they still losing. Weird. A great season. They lost all. They lose it yeah. all based off of that last week. It's craziness.
1: Yeah. Crazy. And they lose to a team that's not even in the top five, like top ten. So exactly. all it does is destroy your resume. It's all interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, another thing that's interesting to think about. What's up? Um, for the people out there to laugh at us. <laughs> all the way back on episode one.
0: Of oh, the Turnpod, oh, the
1: anthology episode. Um, Joel Freedom and I put together.
0: What a king. I'm just showing you a picture <laughs> of our king at Joel. Did he beat. put
1: did it in a beat post?
0: No, that was the Sixers. Oh, okay. It said, see you tomorrow, South Philly. That so,
1: Joel and I put together four bold predictions a piece. Right now, it looks like we might only each hit on one of them. Um, so. Uh, these were four bowls that you know they didn't have to go crazy, but we just kind of went with our gut. Um, hey man,
0: I have right here the saved in our uh, pa underscore turnpot Instagram. I took a screenshot of the poll whose bowl prediction would be better, and six or seven percent of you donkeys out there chose Rob over me. And at the time, earlier in the season, I looked like I was heading to the moon. Now we're both, like Rob said, one <laughs> prediction, both each alive.
1: Yeah. So in fairness, one of yours is very um, subjective, yeah. and it was tough to really prove, but the Zebras have been pretty lousy this year. So I guess I'll give you a half point on that one. I'll give you um, credit. So your four bold predictions were the Cowboys will win the NFC East, and you also kind of piggybacked that with the Eagles would make the playoffs. Um the NFC East and West will have seven total teams over 500. That is kind of still in play. Seattle doesn't look too good, and these Giants don't look too good. So you might have six, which is still impressive. Well, Seattle are like a world beater on Sunday. Where did that yeah. come
0: from?
1: Yeah, Jesus. go figure. Um, Jameis Winston will start every game unless hurt. So, I mean, he kind of did until he got hurt. So I was so right. He, yeah, he didn't get benched. I was right. That's That's a guaranteed win. And then the uh, the officials will have a a negative impact pretty much every week, which I mean, if you watch any game, they they impact everything. Um, so far mine do not look very good. Basically, Um, mine
0: wasn't really that bold.
1: (laughs) My, uh, I don't think I don't think mine are. One of these is a waste. Um, so Corey Davis, thousand yards. He got hurt and he's shut down for the season now. So that's gonna fall on its face. That's (laughs) That's um,
0: <laughs> that's pain right there. He
1: was on pace for it within the within the first, I think, eight or nine weeks. And then it kind of fell off. How about this? Um, I'll, I'll
0: read yours. I'll okay. read yours, King. So Rob had that one. Rob also had one game minimum is forfeited due to COVID issues. That was a stretch, but so we haven't far, even come close. Well, we we were both banking on the Tennessee Titans. And so what so happened? Far, they're good.
1: The reason I thought this is because last year, remember that Titans game got postponed. There was that Raiders game that was supposed to be a Sunday night game. Like, their entire offensive line got sick. It was Tuesday,
0: right? They played? Or what? Well, that,
1: the, the Titans played on a Tuesday. Yeah. But the, the Raiders got flexed out of prime time because they were worried the game wouldn't happen. And then wasn't there also a COVID issue in Denver, which is why Kendall Hinton started a quarterback? I think so. Drew Locke couldn't play, and then whoever yeah. the backup was couldn't play. And they started a wide receiver at quarterback. So yep. I was yeah. kind of banking on something weird like that happening. I still good. I guess with, you know, the whole like the vaccine thing and, you know, they're probably hiding more cases too. Um, and you can put like three or four guys in the COVID IR and also bring guys in. Fewer people are getting sick and more people are protected against, it, I suppose. So it's not happening.
0: Unless you're Antonio um, Brown.
1: and I was really hoping for, uh, I wasn't hoping for an outbreak, but I want chaos. So uh,
0: his third one was uh, Bill Belichick retires after the season, which I don't think is happening now. Yeah, not anymore man. And then this one that Rob is just basically hit it on day one. And this is from 14 now, weeks this is ago, technically 14 weeks not
1: ago. technically not accurate, but, but I'm going to take the credit. I can get
0: Patriots upset bills on Monday night football and turn season around. I mean, I think this hits on both cylinders, even though I think new England was, a better record going into yeah, they the game. they were a half
1: game up on the Bills.
0: But it's it's what was it, what's his name? Mac Jones leading yeah. the Patriots <laughs> in Buffalo against Josh Allen and the Bills.
1: Did you see what Matthew Judon said about Mac Jones? No. So he was giving credit during his press conference to everybody. And he goes, you know, everybody played really well. Except Mac. He didn't really do anything except hand the ball off. <laughs> so Mac Jones attempted three passes on Monday night. <laughs>
0: And here's a uh-huh. trivia question: Who was the the donkey that didn't make the catch? I didn't see the play, but it I was Nelson. Didn't see it either. But it was Nelson Aguilar that was the third man targeted, and he did <laughs> not catch the ball. So go figure, Nelson Aguilar. Now, granted, it could have been like a throwaway, and it was in his direction or overthrown. But it's funny that I like that Nelson Aguilar was the third receiver targeted for Mac Jones, and he did not catch it. So otherwise, Matt Jones would have been a perfect three for three of that game which is crazy. He had a better QBR with three passes than Cam Newton did all game.
1: Crazy stuff. So I I actually, when I explained that, I thought maybe the Bills would be like seven and three or or like seven and four and like the Patriots would be like five and six and they would stumble into that game coming off like two losses in a row and then they would blow them out. Um, That didn't happen, but I'll I'll, I'll take credit. Because not only does this turn the
0: season around, it Kind of just cements the season for yeah. New England as now.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: The AFC East Champions, right back where they were.
1: And they're right now the number one seed, too.
0: Man, ever since we find out the Bengals were the number one season, that little trivia everything's Bengals gone. Have been,
1: yeah, they've they've fallen apart. The Chargers have fallen off. Um the Ravens kind of look weird. Um, so let's jump in while we're on the subject. Week yeah. 13 of the NFL. In the in the league that plays and the league that pays. So start with the hometown team. The Eagles took on the Jets, they beat them 33-18. Minshew Mania running wild. Uh, what you're gonna do when Minshew Mania runs wild on you. A 133.7 passer rating. He had a 158.3 perfect rating in the first half. He was 20 of 25 for 242, two touchdowns.
0: That's my little segment for uh, Mention Mania. Sorry about that.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the Eagles, actually, fun trivia fact. Yeah. Um. Prior to this game, they led the entire NFL in rushing yards per game, mm-hmm. but they did not have a single 100-yard rusher in any of the games they played in. until this week. Miles Sanders, 24 carries, 120 yards, and uh, miraculously did not fumble. He also had three catches for 22 yards. Uh, Dallas Goddard, six catches for 105 and two touchdowns. At one point, it looked like he was going to break the single-game receiving record <laughs> because he caught, like, every pass for Minshew in the first quarter. Um, Basically. Uh, Zach Wilson it. looked terrible. I don't know how much of this you saw. I saw maybe a little bit of the first and second how's that, quarters.
0: How's that work? I can only just watch my uh, notifications blow up. Zach Wilson sucks.
1: <laughs> um <laughs>
0: I know oh, he's not man. exactly
1: surrounded by you know the Harlem Club Trotters over there, but he's not good. And I think drafting him was a mistake. Damn, really? The Jets can't get the quarterback position right. Um Buccaneers beat the Falcons 30-17. Chris Godwin had 15 catches for 143 yards. Rob Gronkowski, four catches, 58, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette scored a touchdown. Tom Brady looked great. Uh Matt Ryan looked pretty good too. Drop back 41 times. Or actually, uh, yeah, 40, 40 Six times sacked, five times. Cordero Patterson continues to be electric and fun. He'd Russell Gage Patriot. had eleven catches for one thirty. Yeah, he would been awesome. I th- wasn't he there? Mm, maybe. I know he was a Viking. Pretty, i think. sure. I think he was a Patriot. He was a Bear for a little while.
0: Excellent. He'll be um, a Buccaneer soon. My fault.
1: Yeah, he was a Patriot in eighteen.
0: Not sure. Look at that.
1: Yeah, he was a Viking, uh Raider, apparently. Um, Patriot, Bear, now Falcon. Big pickup. Anybody like myself that drafted Mike Davis in fantasy kicking yourself in the butt. Cardinals beat the Bears. Kyler Murray looks great. Um, the leading receivers as far as catches for the yeah. Cardinals both had two catches. DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner each had two catches. James Conner had one of the coolest catches you'll ever see. Yeah. It was like a little dump off, like screen pass or like a bubble mm-hmm. route or whatever. And he like reached out with one hand. He like did like a 360 and caught it. Oh, um shit. He found the end zone once again, leads the NFL in touchdowns. Um, Andy Dalton stinks. Four interceptions <laughs> and three sacks for him. Um, the Bears are kind of just like in a weird spot. I think Nagy's going to get fired soon. And I think they, uh next in line is Doug Peterson or Brian Dable. Doug Peterson. Um, did you see any of that game or do you have any thoughts on that one?
0: I didn't see any of it. I'm just working and – yeah. That's what I hate. Once I get out of this job and get like an actual Sunday off, or you know, not work in the middle of the day of NFL Sunday, I'll actually watch a game or two.
1: Yeah, this uh, was uh, this past Sunday was my anniversary too, so I didn't see a ton of this. Oh. Uh, we went out middle of the day. Um, my Dude. dog of the week. Oh, remember, Benny. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. Benny, Benny. It's like student of the month. Um, yeah. what were you gonna say? No, i was gonna say is Benny Benny the dog of the month. Yes. Um my dog of the week, the Chargers beat your Bengals 41-22. Uh, this game was actually pretty like wide open in the first half. I think it was like at one point it was like 24 to 7, I think. 24 <laughs> yeah. 6. The Bengals came back and I think almost tied it. Um I think no, it was 24-22 at one point. And then the uh the Chargers scored 17 unanswered in the fourth quarter. Um Justin Herbert, 317 yards. Austin Eckler had a good game. Mike Williams, a big game. Bengals had a decent game from Burrow, three hundred yards, um, and T. Higgins had nine catches for a buck thirty-eight. Um, what do you think of the Bengals? The Bengals are seven and five, so they still have playoff aspirations. Do you think they still get in? Mm, let me see.
0: I'm trying to think about the this, this division too.
1: I think the only threat to that right now is probably the Ravens at eight and four. And then the Browns, I think, had a week off. Yeah, they did. The Browns are six and six, Pittsburgh six, five, and one. I'm gonna go so they are currently, I think, uh one game up. Actually, I'm sorry, they're one game behind Baltimore. I'm gonna go
0: say no, they will not make the playoffs. They are trending the wrong way right now. I hope we they have... do. How many teams go in? Two, right? The wild card.
1: Uh three wild cards this year.
0: All right, so look. AFC East, you got Buffalo and you got New England, maybe Miami, but let's just go with those two, right?
1: Miami's on a seven game winning streak, aren't they?
0: Well, then let's put Miami in there. That's three teams
1: right there. Five game winning streak. I'm sorry, six game winning streak. No, five game. All
0: right, let's. That's two to three right there. That's two possible wild cards right there. AFC South, Colts and Titans. One of them is getting in, the division one's not. AFC West, we got. Raiders, Chargers, I'm not sold on. Denver, I'm not sold on. And you got Kansas City. So right there. You got two teams. And then the AFC North is, you know, Steelers, Ravens,
1: yeah, Browns. You might only Vankers. get one team.
0: You might get none of those teams. I mean, one of those four in the AFC yeah, One North. has to, but yeah. And then one misses out with the winning record. One, the A- NFC probably doesn't, you know. Like, say, the yeah. Eagles might be 8-8. Eight, eight, what nine and eight eight and nine yeah and still get in so right, then we
1: have uh, we have three consecutive nothing games lions beat the vikings on the last second touchdown excuse Ch- me a nothing game so your dog this is the first time we both nailed our dogs of the week my dog was the chargers yours was the lions the lions improved to 110 and one there is actually a uh, an avenue for them to still get into the playoffs they need a lot of things to go their way. However, they are still potentially yeah, a the playoff. The entire NFL team. getting COVID. I think there were like something like 63 different scenarios where the Lions could like be eliminated in week 13 and none of them hit. <laughs> um, I saw it on TikTok. It was like absurd. So they wanted a last second touchdown pass from Jared Goff to Amon or St. Brown. Um, congratulations to the Lions. Congrats to the Lions. Big victory. Um Who- who
0: better? Who better than the Vikings to be yeah, the one Christ. to give them that? Yeah. I called it all the way. The swami here called it last episode. i tip, tip my own hat.
1: Uh, Dolphins beat the Giants. Mike Lennon's hurt. <laughs> you might see Jake Fromm on Sunday. Dolphins all of a sudden don't look now, but they've won five straight. Colts beat the Texans 31 nothing. Who cares? Football mm-hmm. team beat the Raiders on a last second field goal. <sighs> Two teams that are that kind of pretty much needed that game. Yeah. Rams beat the crap out of the Jaguars. Steelers beat the Ravens. The Ravens scored a touchdown late in that game. Decided to go for two instead of kicking the one. John Harbaugh, did you, did you like his explanation that he didn't have any corners left, which is why he didn't want to keep playing? He wanted to just go for the kill shot there. No corners. So yeah, the trip? so the Ravens scored late in the game to make it twenty nineteen.
0: Oh, dude, that was the most exciting highlight I've seen. I've seen the highlight. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, instead of kicking the extra point, they went for two. And Harbaugh, when they asked him about it, said, well, we just lost three corners for the mm-hmm. rest of the game. Okay, so it, it's going to be tough to win later on. I, I don't, I understand it. You're on the road. You go for the win. That's fine. Um, Seahawks beat the 49ers.
0: And just, let's just touch one more thing on that game. Yeah. That two-point conversion was a tremendous play call. Oh, the, the play scheme, call worked. The scheme yeah. was perfect. The execution just literally missed off the fingertips of Mark literally, Andrews. When they
1: say it's a game of inches, that's what they mean.
0: Because he had it wide open.
1: Hit his hand.
0: It would have been game set yeah. match.
1: Would it have would been, have been the end of the game. But our
0: ball would have been carried off the field.
1: <laughs> so uh, my my hunches were 2-0 oh this past week. Yeah. Uh, Seattle beat the Niners. The Chiefs beat the Broncos. And then the Patriots beat the Bills. We already talked about that. The other two games were kind of, eh. Yeah, I didn't really. I saw none of the Seahawks game, and then the Chiefs. Whatever Broncos didn't really pull up a fight. I don't think. I think the Chiefs did won something like 13 straight against the Broncos or something like that.
0: Yeah, they don't really lose the Broncos like that.
1: Yeah, they Devin lost him since Peyton was there. Um, quickly, we'll touch on tomorrow's game: Steelers Vikings in Minneapolis. Steelers are currently getting three points. The over unders at 43. Um, do you have any thoughts on this game? Short week. Uh, which is a good thing for one team and probably not good for the other. I'm interested to hear your take on it, though. Um,
0: I think Minnesota is going to come back, come out with vengeance and blood because they will forever be known as the team that gave the Lions their first win. And these, this is a talented team. I mean, say what you want for Kirk Cousins, but he's a good quarterback, starting quarterback. You have Dalvin Cook. You have Double J. And uh, Thielen, I don't think he played. Thielen's out. Yeah, Thielen's out. So I mean, they're at home. They should they should win this game, but the minus three says a lot right there. Listen to the Lions, and the Steelers just came off a big win. And it uh, looks like, for all intents and purposes, Roethlisberger is done after this season. So it looks like he's going to play his little heart out. I think the team's going to, you know, play a little extra hard just to see if they can yeah. get in the playoffs and get one last see, run out of Big See game. what happens.
1: Yeah. Um, Kudos to Mike Tomlin, by the way. That guy's been in the league for 15 years and never had a losing season, and he'll probably keep that streak alive this year. That's how I'm um, So I don't know how you feel, but I think the Vikings on a short week, short memory, it's better for them than it is for the Steelers who have a little bit more of an older team coming off a really emotional victory at home against the division team. Yeah. I think the Steelers are going to feel a little bit more of that lag whereas the Vikings are going to be more excited just to get back on the field and kind of get right. This isn't a get right game. This is not the RGG, RGG of the week, no, but um, it, it is a really good opportunity for the Vikings to just flush out the memory of what happened Sunday, whereas the Steelers have to find a way. Yeah. And the Steelers have to refocus. And I think, you know, Tomlin will certainly have them as ready as he can, but big Ben's body's a little bit older, a lot of hits in that body. And then they have a pretty old team. So, i I uh, hairball as Rob gets yeah, up there. Just, <laughs> Jesus, I'm interested to hear who you think will win the game.
0: I I've already said on record on this podcast I will never ever pick the Vikings, so I'm gonna go with that and pick the Steelers. But okay, that's only because I said that, <laughs> and that's why I got the my hunch last week with the Lions. But. I think. I think the Vikings will win this. It'll be Ben Roethlisberger, if he's not careful, it'll look like, uh, what you call it? Brett Favre, when he was a Viking, when he went down to New Orleans against the Saints. <laughs> That's how it looked like. Cause I think the Vikings are going to come out for blood. And like you said, wipe that ugly loss off of them short week at yeah. home. And they're still vying for a playoff spot, believe it or not. So yeah, they're going for it. And... Old, you know, old team like uh, the Steelers, that sh- they need all the rest they can get, but uh, emotional win, it kind of takes out a lot out of you. So, uh, on record, I'll have the Steelers, but wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings go out there and smoke them.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll be a smoke show, but I think the Vikings a win.
0: Okay, you think uh, it's gonna be closer?
1: I don't, I see three is a weird number. I'm almost tempted to take it with the Steelers, but. I think I would I guess lay it with the Vikings. I would yeah, I need it to become a decimal. If it's two and a half, I lay it. If it's three and a half, I take it.
0: I mean, this is like um, around 12 30 in the morning on Thursday. So by game time, yeah. it could change. It could change. Sure. The
1: total will probably change. 43 and a half feels that a little a low. Lot.
0: That looks a lot, actually.
1: Oh, you feel that way? You've actually been better at uh, at reading these lately than I have because you liked the over in the Alabama game. And I didn't I mean
0: when when there's a guarantee in life. You smash the over. That's what you told me about college football. If Alabama's one hit the over.
1: Grant. Oh, Alabama plays they cover too. Um yeah, that's what, something that's else I mean. to look look for this week. Um, I read something online about it's like a 65% success rate that the under hits in division games after week 10. So we're gonna look at that this week as well. Okay. Something to keep an eye on for Friday's episode. And as you saw with the Eagles the other day, as you saw with the Baltimore Pittsburgh game, um trying to think of any other. Uh, the 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 Patriots game. A lot of games hit the under this past week.
0: I might, I might, games. I might start Broncos the and
1: Chiefs. So it's an interesting thing, and as you're noticing now that the totals are starting to to fall a little bit, the NFL in general is running the ball more too.
0: I mean, um, New England, New England showed it once.
1: I think on I, I heard something on the radio earlier. Two thirds of the teams in the league are actually running the ball more this year than they did last year. That's awesome. Um, so, that's another the running clock. You're not getting as big of chunks on every play. Uh, fewer quarterbacks that, that are making was, dynamic plays.
0: I mean, it opens up the pass play, especially with all these gadget yeah. plays on in the offense with you know running laterals and wildcat and all this other stuff. If you have a good run game, that pass just opens up, especially the play action. That's just self explanatory right there. I'm excited. Right. That's good though. So I like I'll, that. Uh, so
1: on the record you you like Pittsburgh I like the Vikings.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll knock that down.
1: I don't I don't really like the Vikings. I'm just going to begrudgingly take them. Be all right. On to the W's and the L's of the week.
0: Oof. Oh yeah. Um, We've been waiting all day for this. <laughs>
1: so I have I'm trying to see
0: I have 2 W's, 1 L.
1: I have 1 W. Oh. 1 L. And one that I'm not sure of. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll where, go. You, where do you want to start?
0: I'll start. I have two wins. Okay. You're not sure, though, about one of them? So, all
1: right. I don't know. Do you want me to start with the ambiguous one?
0: All right. Do you think it's leaning towards a win or a loss? Or you just don't know? Loss. All right. Ooh whatever I, i'll go first i'll go first okay my w uh my first w since i'm a bit you know come on robin delicious you know i'm a big hockey fan you know my Dallas, my dallas stars out here with uh sunny milano did you see this play sunny mm-hmm. milano and trevor Zegros on yes. the dallas stars did you see the the goal of the year the goal of the last 10
1: years dude I have a friend that doesn't watch hockey. He sent me this on Instagram.
0: <laughs> I saw it on Instagram and I saved it, and I was like, "I gotta send this." But let me
1: just actually just throw it on the podcast. How cool was this? How difficult was this to understand from somebody that doesn't watch? Well, you understand hockey; it's different. I don't. Than someone that doesn't watch. Oh, you don't? I, well, I do in the sense well, of you, puck you know, in the net. Do you Go. know what it looks like. I. It, I it's not like do. Th- this. This would confuse somebody that doesn't really know what the game looks like.
0: Okay, I, and I know what you mean, but seeing the play what he did behind, yeah. and you, I'll let you describe it better.
1: It's really the first time that I've seen this.
0: I was just gonna say, not only have I never seen this, I didn't even know this was allowed in the game, and why hasn't this been done? Because if you can cup the puck with the hockey stick, like, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, he cupped the puck behind the goal, his opponent's goal, whatever goal, cupped it with <laughs> the hockey stick tosses it to his teammate who was sitting, standing in front of the net. And then his teammate basically hits it in real time, smacks it right past to the goal for a goal goalie for a goal. Incredible shit.
1: I've never seen yeah, it. Just really weird stuff. Um, I got to watch it again to kind of understand it better. It was really interesting. And so the player behind the net Milano, I believe. Yeah. Just like flipped it. From behind the net, and so you you can hit the puck in the air. Yeah, you know, your stick cannot make contact with the puck higher than the crossbar. Uh, so that's usually you'll see like a high stick call. That's what this is. High uh, stick sometimes, sometimes they will review goals. This looks like it'll stand, though, right? Oh yeah, it stood, I believe. This is like the first ever Ali in hockey. First time I watched it, I Basically, thought he actually flipped it off the back of the goalie into the net. I didn't realize it was hit out of midair by the player in front. Yeah. That's something I, I guarantee they practice. So that was really cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And he was
0: shocked that it worked and that he made yeah. it. He was still in after everyone celebrated. Yeah. He was like, I can't believe that I actually went in. It it I can't believe it. Goal the year. And that was my All first right, so- W.
1: I'm going to go with my ambiguous one first because I don't know how to explain this. Um, I'm, go- I'm going to send this to you and you're going to have to, I guess, help me explain the meme. Um, so there's a meme that goes around on the internet and it'll be like types of headaches where are we? and it'll show a red zone on the front of the person's face and it'll say <laughs> migraine and then the back of their head it'll say hypertension and then on, around the head it'll say stress and then the fourth one will be like being friends with so-and-so or dating a so-and-so. So the Ukraine Twitter account at Ukraine verified tweets out types of headaches and it says migraine, hypertension, stress. And then one is an entire head covered by pain. And it says living next to Russia and somebody quote tweeted it and said, not Ukraine shitposting their way through a possible invasion. <laughs> so if, if the, if there's ever been a war that begins due to memes on the internet This is it, right? I think Ukraine is in line for it, so that's my first L. Yeah, or my first—that's a a little bit of both, because you know Russia can use it as as bulletin board material at this point.
0: Oh yeah, that's bulletin. Like you're basically saying, "Oh, living next to us is a tremendous headache, bigger than stress, hypertension, and migrants living next to us is the top of the list. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a definitely an L." ukraine the w i guess for all of us to see on a meme that started a war basically an invasion i can see them both actually that's weird what, what <laughs> i don't know what's going on in the world politics but that's a shot right there they got i'm not n- nearby that's a shot james um i'll go for my second w and uh, rob your boy has just started a podcast. Did you know this? Ah, yes. Georges Niang, and it's a tremendous name, by the way. I think it's called the Big Bang Niang Theory.
1: It's tremendous big Yang theory.
0: And guess who was his first guest?
1: Furkan was Korkmaz, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was. Look at that. That's my M- W. And M- 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 M-
1: M- right? Oh, I don't
0: know about that. I just so saw the Niang and uh, and
1: uh, it's Niang and I believe Lauren Rosen, who works for the Sixers website, I believe. Okay. Um, she does like interviews and stuff. Um, so oh, she's she like a media. Nah, she's like um, you'll see her on Twitter from time to time. She she does interviews with the players after games for the Sixers website or the Sixers Twitter account. Okay. So it's them, and then I believe they Cork Corkmaz and Thibal on their first episode.
0: That's awesome. I like. I'm gonna go watch it if I yeah. can. If not, I'll definitely listen to it.
1: Yeah, Niang seems cool.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's probably gonna be a Sixer unless they a trade piece. But I like him as yeah. a Sixer.
1: All right, am I doing W here or L? Uh, well, I just finished my W's. So. Okay, I'll go W for this one. Uh, my W is going to go to Duke's Mayo, the um, the sponsor of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So what? Seahawks, Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner, during a, a press conference, says, "I never put mayo on anything. Mayo is disgusting." Amen. And, and Duke's Mayo quote tweets that. Uh-oh. With a screenshot of the a- the NFC West standings, oh. with Seattle in fourth place. <laughs> so, Bobby Wagner got ratioed by mayonnaise.
0: All right, all right. That that, yeah, that's a good W right there.
1: <laughs> uh, impromptu, by the way. Impromptu extra W. These Steph Curry these, tonight.
0: These savage uh, posts. Wendy's <laughs> is pretty good.
1: Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> Um, Steph Curry is officially 10 threes short of the all-time record. Uh, they just defeated the Portland.
0: Uh, Steph Curry is the reason I lost my big ticket tonight. Really? Dude, everything hit. And I had a performance double for Steph Curry, seven threes and a win. He ended the game with six. And he was six of 17. Oh, trash.
1: Speaking of tickets, I got a I got a hoodie coming in five to six weeks from Barstool because I went fifty bucks on the Patriots on Monday night. Yeah, and they won. And win or lose, you got a free hoodie from Barstool.
0: If I had known that,
1: I would have been all over that. I probably I don't even gonna, I don't even want it. It looks like I got it on a boardwalk. It, it says like positive vibes only. Oh, okay. what am I ten? You know, I, I get to wear my uh, my animal wristbands and uh, should wear that at work. And positive I love boobies vibe. hoodie. Yeah. And then free hugs. And a Livestrong <laughs> bracelet. <Yeah. laughs> Livestrong.
0: Hookah shell necklace. <laughs> Hang tan, Rob. <laughs> my Crocs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, My L. Anybody who wears Crocs. Um, L are <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, you pathetic, putrid excuse for a club team. You... Are the worst of the worst. I had money that the Atlanta Falcons were going to be the ones, but lo and behold, how did I, how could I ever miss? How could I ever forgive myself? I missed that you were playing, you, Minnesota Vikings, were going to play the Lions. If I had known that, I would have put my bank account on there. I knew damn well you would fall to the miserable Lions. I had it, called it as my dog, put money on it. Thank you for making me rich or, excuse me, richer than I than I was heading into Sunday. I put 10 bucks in, won a good 50 bucks out of it. Thank you. Thank you, Minnesota Vikings. But you take an L for being the first team on the Lions win streak. Let's go. I think the Lions, honestly, will end the season with three games winning.
1: I got to look at the schedule. I think they'll win at least one more. They'll still get the first pick in the draft. Atlanta staring me
0: right in the face saying, yeah. I'm, "I'm one of them."
1: Well, they they still have they beat they lost to the Bears and they lost to the Eagles, two teams I thought they could beat. Jared Goff is uh, elite. <laughs> I only have one L this week, and it's the Philadelphia Flyers. Haku have now lost ten consecutive games. I think for at least the third time in Claude Giroux's career. They just fired another coach because the same issue happened. It's another thing. Sports coaches don't matter. The Flyers have had the same issues for now five coaches, I think.
0: Personnel.
1: They went from Laviolette to Baruby, to um, Dave Haxtall to Scott Gordon, and then they went to Alain Vigneault, and now they got Mike Yeo as the um, the interim head coach, and he's not going to be any better. They're not going to. They're they're always right in the middle of the league. They're not bad enough to get a hot top draft pick, not good enough to win a title. And the cherry on top, the real reason for this L, did you see the picture of the dog taking a poop on the logo at Wells Fargo Center?
0: I saw this, and I'm like, I didn't get it. And then I zoomed in. And I'm like, Well, what's he shitting on? And I'm like, I saw the flyers logo. I was like, oh dear God,
1: no. So the, there was a skate around this morning. Um, this is actually not this morning. It was like three or four days ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Whenever That's they the played <laughs> they played Colorado, I think it was two days ago. Yeah. Uh, during shoot around in the morning time, um, they had some police dogs on the ice for some reason. And one of the dogs just squatted down and just couldn't hold it in any longer.
0: I was <laughs> like, fuck this and, team.
1: <laughs> and dropped a deuce right on the Flyers logo it had uh, at center ice. So.
0: Oh, man. An omen. The it poor Flyers. Symbolizes this, uh, the Flyers.
1: Poor Claude Giroux. I love Claude Giroux. Uh, this franchise deserves to be thrown in prison for what they've done to this poor man in his prime. He'll go down as one of the best players that never wins a championship. Should he request a trade? He's in the final year of his contract, so, I mean, ah, if they see, well. if they feel like it's the way to go, then they may as well just trade him.
0: Uh, Kevin Hayes is a great pickup? Or does that it is.
1: No, he, he's been good, but this year he's been hurt. Last year he was ineffective. Previous year he was really good. I don't know. They just – they every time they go out and make a move, they fall on their face. They don't want to go for the you know the big home run move. They go for these, like, middle-tier guys, and they hope it moves the needle, and it doesn't. Are
0: you saying Kevin Hayes is a middle
1: needle mover? Yeah, he's, he's not a lead. Oh, okay. He's I, a, a second-line. Yeah. Kevin Hayes was picked up as a second-line center, and he's done that well, and he was really good in the bubble. He was really good the year that they should have won the Cup, which was two years ago, but ultimately this team has flaws, and it's primarily on the defensive end, and they really don't have any pure goal scorers outside of Cam Atkinson. So a lot of flaws, and they haven't really changed anything in the last 10 years. So we're looking at the same issues over and over. They're getting coaches fired left and right. The chemistry has never been there the jam is just not existent it's a it's a team without an identity right now
0: is this called insanity yes doing the same thing over and over and over expecting different results and
1: yeah yeah the only the same thing the happens. only thing that i can say the only thing i can say that does not constitute insanity is they have changed general managers uh ron hextall was let go i believe like three four years ago they or two three years ago they let, they brought in chuck fletcher Chuck Fletcher, who did a decent job with Minnesota prior to coming here. Um, Hextall's big thing was he would never – he was similar to Danny Ainge in a way where he would – he overvalued his young players to a fault and -hmm. never really cashed in those young guys for a good player. So we had so many years of this guy's going to be good, this guy's going to be good. And I've always said draft picks and prospects are lottery tickets or they're like cars – The second you drive those cars off the lot, the second those guys make their debut, the second you cash in that draft pick and pick a player, the value drops. Think about it. Think about the value of a draft pick heading into the draft. Think about the value of that pick after the draft. Mark careful. And think about prospects before they make their debut. Ooh, this guy's got this type of potential. The second you see him, his value drops. And Hextall's big issue was, I don't want to trade this guy. I don't want to trade this guy. I want to trade this guy. Boom, blows up in his face. They have, to, they end up trading Philippe Myers and um, Nolan Patrick for Ryan Ellis. And that's like their big move. So, I
0: mean, I don't want, I mean, we're all near the end of the episode, but I'd be remiss if I were to ask this since you were, you know, more knowledgeable about what's going on with the Flyers. You play GM right now or you play let's just go this. you're the interim head coach rob van Grable is the interim coach for the, the philadelphia flyers and let's say all personnel moves right now you know who sits who's you know who sits who starts who gets called up who gets demoted whatever however hockey works you get the final say you get those decisions what do you do to change this culture and this whatever for the rest of the season
1: so it's not like baseball where you can kind of just designate a player for assignment mm-hmm. where you can just get rid of somebody. It's not like football where you can just cut a guy. You can't really release guys in hockey. Um, but there are some older guys in the roster they don't think really fit. Nate Thompson doesn't really make sense here. I am not. I don't really need Keith Yandel on the team. Um, I would probably start exploring trades right now before the trade market really develops because teams that need pieces, Yeah. if you can make pieces available right now, you're not waiting until you know January or February when the trade deadline approaches when more teams are out of it. I would just get a head start on that. Um, I know the easy the I'm sorry. No, go for it. I was gonna say the easy answer for the last six years is people are calling in a sport trader. They need to trade Giroux. And I've always been against that. At this point, I wonder if it's probably time. I don't want it to happen because I love Claude Giroux. And I want him to be like the all-time points leader in Philly. I want him to be here forever. He's got he's got roots here. He's already started a family. Um, so I, I, it sucks to see him go. And I've grown up with him as the best player on the team. And people question. I I think the C in hockey means very little. The captain thing on yeah. the chest. Uh huh. But people are always, you know, he's not a captain. He's not a captain. I don't really care. Um, I think he might be your big piece though, because you're not going to trade Couturier probably not going to trade Ryan Ellis or I'm prover of, I would consider trading connect me. I would maybe see if anybody wants cam Atkinson, you know, there are a lot of pieces on the team. I think you can get value for, but you really have to commit to a full rebuild. You can't commit to a, what they've done, which is kind of half asset where you're like, all right, we'll get rid of this guy and this guy we will bring this guy in. We'll kind of rebuild on the fly. It doesn't work like that in sports. You can't really rebuild on the fly.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, would you begin the, the process of a full rebuild? But as an interim coach, I think that's hard to do. I don't know how the personnel moves. Excuse me. It's late. It's late, folks. Um, yeah, I don't know if how it works in hockey or in any sport, really. If you have, as an interim coach, do you have those? Say, I'm sure if you were the head coach, five-year guarantee money year two, I don't, you probably have some say, but as an interim coach, I don't know if you do, but you tough. work with hand-in-hand hand with the GM, and like, look, I'm here to change the culture, I'm to prove to you why I should be the the head coach full-time next year. Cludge rule would be, I think, on the top of the list because you can get, get some value for him and picks. I don't know how valuable the picks are in hockey, but,
1: yeah, you know. I think the capital. picks um... – Football is the only sport where draft picks mean more than hockey. I think Mm -hmm. Uh, looking back at drafts, a first round pick in hockey is pretty much guaranteed like player kind of like football where like the first, the whole first round makes it to the NFL and does stick around for a few years. You look at all the NHL drafts. Most of the first round guys stick Um, side, obviously from Nolan Patrick, the Flyers took second overall and German Mm -hmm. Ruppets They took like 10th overall. We haven't seen Samuel (laughs) Moran who went 20 that we haven't seen. Um, Shots, shots. They, shots. I, I I, really don't want to trade Giroud because I feel like that's the lazy answer. But you're not going to trade, you got to figure out. Provorov is probably one of your foundation pieces. Sanhai, maybe the same. Couturier, although he's getting closer to 30, maybe you move him. Uh, but they, you still don't have an identity at that point. Then you're just a, a bunch of spare parts, you may as well strip it all the way down that's the case. I don't want to strip it down and keep three guys. I want to strip it down all the way or if you believe you can contend stick it out and see what happens but this team, the core is flawed and it's just not good enough. You think it's part delusion on this
0: uh, on the ownership or management that they think that these half-assed pieces year in and year out can have these Flyers deep into the playoffs because it seems like the running joke that oh, we didn't make it this year? Well, definitely next year we'll be in it, and it's just like that on, off, on, off. At some point, you got to commit to a full rebuild or commit to signing these big pieces and just going for it all in and then see what happens afterwards.
1: Since the end of the 2012 playoffs, do you want to guess how many playoff series the Flyers have won? Two. One. Damn. And it was in the bubble. (laughs) The Bubble. 2013 they missed the playoffs 2014 they lost in the first round and seven to, um to call the rangers 2015 they missed the playoffs 16 they lost to the capitals 17 they missed the playoffs 18 they lost to pittsburgh 19 they missed 20 they lost in the bubble in the second round of the islanders after beating montreal in the first round last year they missed so i think the ownership group really only cares about ticket sales they care about merch they care about season ticket holders. They care about all this nonsense. They care about Comcast Spectacor. They don't really view this, the Flyers as a, an important entity. They view them as just a you know a piece of real estate essentially. So the as long as they can keep making money off the team, they don't want to strip it down for parts because then the value goes down. I think if they're competitive, that's all they really care about.
0: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, because look to me, I don't know. You have a better pulse than I do, but. It was like Pennsylvania in general or Philadelphia, really. It's more of a football first, basketball, then baseball. Yeah.
1: That's always how it'll be. Um, it's a big market, though, so they believe they can compete no matter what. Yeah. Um, and they just watch the Rangers kind of take a two-year period, kind of off. They bring in um, Alexis Lafreniere and uh, Capo Caco, and all of a sudden they're, they're will beaters. They sign Artemi Panarin. These teams can rebuild on the fly in a way, but you have to do it the right way. you got to strip it down and get top five picks and then Mm -hmm. sign a free agent with all your cap space, which is what the cap, I'm sorry, the capitals, which is what the Rangers did.
0: And the Flyers can't do it. They just commit.
1: And I mean, look at the Blackhawks. They stuck with their aging core for way too long, and now they suck. Yeah. Uh, Boston's probably eventually going to get bit by the same bug, although they have enough surrounding young talent because they drafted properly and developed properly. The Flyers never really did that. Even back to when they were in the, like in the like the middle of the run from like 8 to 2012, they still didn't draft and develop at all. and anybody they drafted was worth anything. They traded away.
0: I mean it's it's unfortunate. Hopefully the yeah. flyers can get get right they, if anybody needs to get right the R-G-G-B, Yeah, it's the flyers.
1: And they will eventually, but I think it'll take a few years.
0: Well, I mean, sorry. I mean, it's like we're ending on a sour note. I mean, flyers are
1: frustrating. Hey, listen, thing, but
0: it's Philly sports.
1: My message to Philadelphia sports fans before we sign off, yeah, is I don't want people to lose sight of greatness and take for granted what Joel Embiid is doing.
0: Okay, <laughs> he is- the
1: last couple of years, in particular, these last two. I feel like we take for granted sometimes what our stars do. I don't think we appreciate it. We appreciated Iverson, but I think we didn't appreciate him to the point where we should have. Yeah. I still, I, I'm not i I'm not a fan of McNabb necessarily. He kind of ruined my childhood a little bit, but we took <laughs> for granted how good he really was. Um, I think we took for granted a lot of players in the city. Giroux is probably on that list. Ryan Howard. I think we Spot, should just take a Spot step Luke, back.
0: Rollins for
1: sure. Even if they don't want a title. Appreciate Embiid for what he is because he's not going to be here forever and we're going to miss him when he's gone. For sure. But Joel Embiid is the greatest thing that's ever happened in this stupid city. <laughs> At least in my lifetime.
0: I, I think second, because I think Nick Foles.
1: Well, yeah, Nick Foley and Dynamite was quite the acquisition. Pastor Foles, to think he almost retired and they would have had a role with Chase Daniel in that Super Bowl. Oh, my God underdogs crazy thoughts
0: um next next episode we're gonna be touching on the week 14 picks uh any other nonsense in the news of nba goes on maybe vogel will be fired by friday 5 p.m yeah <laughs> who knows we'll do and a top five i think our top five could be uh a reference into the mike francesca you know that everybody waits for sunday night football yeah. I was thinking, why don't we just do a top ten of things that we'd rather be doing than waiting for I don't know, <laughs> well, all this day. past
1: Sunday? There was a, there was probably two hundred things I would have rather done sorry, <laughs> exactly. for, because some of those games,
0: it's something like that. So we'll 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 touch on that.
1: Maybe but, in uh, in spirit of a uh, Bobby Wagner, maybe we do our top five condiments.
0: Oh, dude, Cholula to the day I die.
1: I need I need a top ten list for that.
0: Bet we'll do that. Well, I'm Joel. That is Rob. This is the PA Turn Pod signing off. Episode number twenty-four, the Jordan Howard episode in the books, and next is the dreaded redacted two-five episode. I can't it. believe it. We'll we'll uh, we'll pass it off to another uh, podcast. <laughs> Until then,
1: I just won't show up for that one.
0: Yeah, I'll take a mental health uh, break for that episode.
1: But I'll like Instagram posts. Yeah. (laughs) What a clown.
0: All right, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next time. Adios.